0: Welcome back to Declaration Life. I'm your host, Christabel Braden, and I'm so glad you decided to tune in today. It is time for another Reflections episode. Reflections is a series of bonus episodes where we just discuss a variety of different topics. Today's episode is brain health. Now, of course, you know that March is Brain Injury Awareness Month, and all month long I've been featuring interviews with brain injury survivors. But whether you've had a brain injury or not, Brain health is something that affects all of us, because if we're a human, we have a brain. (laughs) So I was so excited to get to talk to Andrea Abenosa Filardi last week about her journey through brain injury, and she had so much expertise to share about brain health, we decided to record a second episode together. This episode is all about nutrition and lifestyle and simple tips to implement into your life on how to have a healthier brain. So, let's get started. Thanks for listening. Live a declaration life. Declare your purpose. Declare your place. Declare your worth. Welcome back, Andrea. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, totally. I wanted to do this Reflections episode on brain health because obviously, as all of you guys know, I'm a brain injury survivor, I'm very passionate about having a healthy brain because I know what it's like to not have one.
1: Me too. And yep.
0: <laughs> and so, but this is relevant to anyone, whether you're a brain injury survivor or not, you have a brain. We're all human beings with brains. If you're listening to this, you have a brain. And so yes. it's relevant. And I wanted to ask Andrea, who is trained in holistic nutrition and all this kind of stuff, she knows a lot about this to talk about brain health and why it's important and what are some simple tips that you can implement in your life to have a healthier brain. Because only – I'm kind of – I'm not embarrassed, but I'm kind of sad to say that it's really only been the last year and a half or two years that I've really realized the impact that nutrition and these kind of things could have on my brain and on my brain recovery. And that's simply because it was never talked about. It was never talked about with me. I'd go to all my doctors and therapists and nobody ever was like, oh, well, what kind of food are you eating? Like they would be like, eat, you know, make sure you're having protein and drinking water. But I never really understood the differences between what really can contribute to a healthy brain versus not. So well, you're not alone. So don't be embarrassed by that because
1: majority of the people don't know. So that's okay. That's what this is about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this episode. So you want to just take it away? Okay. So
1: obviously the brain is who makes you, you it's everything, right? It's how we experience life, our reasoning, our, I mean, everything, it controls everything about us. So it's super important to have a healthy brain. It really makes a difference. as like you said, you and I have both had injured brains and we know what it's like when our brains are not functioning optimally. So here are some tips. I cannot stress enough diet, diet, diet. Most of our brain is fat, right? And so if you're feeding your brain's bad fats, you are going to not have such a healthy brain. So a lot of the healthy fats, and I'm going to make it simple. I'm not going to say don't have this. I'm going to say have this because in it, I find that it gets too confusing for people when you're like, don't do this, do this. So healthy oils that you should have every day, avocado oil, first cold pressed olive oil, So good for your brain. Uh, A lot of people are saying coconut oil is good for your brain. It's a medium chain fatty acid. You'll read in the news that some will say yes, some will say no. So, my advice with that is to limit the coconut oil, but really focus on first cold pressed olive oil and have that in your diet daily. High temperatures, you can cook with the coconut oil or the avocado oil. Another important thing is having omega-3s in your diet. Our society is high on omega-6s, which causes inflammation in the body. So you want to really add omega-3s into your diet. So for example, like wild caught salmon, sardines, caviar, or kind of fish eggs. Those are high, high sources of of omega-3s. You want to avoid fish with heavy mercury in it because that's not good for brain health there are websites and apps that you can go to. um, And of course I'm blanking on that, (laughs) that app right now, but they have lists of high uh, lists of fish that are high in mercury.
0: Everyone's got Google. No worries.
1: Okay, good. (laughs) Okay.
0: So focus on wild
1: caught salmon, sardines and caviar fish eggs. Those are kind of like a, baseline. Eat lots of wild blueberries or berries of all sorts. The brain loves berries. It acts as an anti-inflammatory and it's high in antioxidants, which the brain needs. Water, water, water. You have to drink water. Our brain also is made up of a lot of, you know, water. So what I do is I focus on drinking between two to three liters of water a day. So I bought these glass liter bottles and I make sure that I drink two to three of those a day. And I know I'm good instead of focusing on like eight glasses of water or whatever, I just focus on that two to three liters of water. Now, people are not gonna gonna like this, but alcohol is not great for your brain and neither are drugs. obviously. So, you know, be mindful of that. I'm not saying never to have alcohol, but limit it. Eat fermented foods, right? Probiotics are super important. When you're in utero, your brain and your gut form at the same time. So there's a lot of studies that are have been done now where your gut and your brain are connected, right? And so they communicate with each other. So your gut bacteria your microbiome you want to have a healthy one so eat fermented foods or take a daily probiotic uh really important
0: yeah i just found that out yes recently right you know it's really i mean
1: i've been studying the microbiome for like 15 16 years now and now it's come into fashion but it's really it's really it makes a difference so what are fermented foods sauerkraut The Koreans eat like kimchi, there's kefir, organic tempeh, organic miso, olives. Those are examples of fermented foods. I don't get fermented foods all the time. So I just take a probiotic. Also, let's see, sugar, sugar, sugar. I know you hear that. Avoid white sugar as much as possible. But I want you to be able to enjoy life too. Sometimes I know that We do want a nice little treat. So go ahead and have like um, a little dark chocolate if you want something sweet, for example. If you have cookies once in a blue moon, okay, that's fine. But let's not try to have that every day.
0: Yeah, and- and sugar is addicting too. So like oh, the yeah. more that you have, the more you want, and you kind of get in this cycle. And sugar is in things you don't realize, like white bread and oh yeah. And there's so many foods and, and like packaged granola bars that seem like they look like they're healthy, but you look at the ingredients and it's like whoa, that is not healthy at all. Uh, right, and that's you look at the ingredients. Yeah. And realizing what sugar is actually in, but like you said, not to limit yourself, like when it's your birthday, you can have a piece of cake, like, (laughs) (laughs) like have a piece of cake on your birthday. Don't feel like you can't have a birthday cake. Exactly.
1: And then, you know, you have to be mindful because I know there's people that are absolute freaks on this and then that causes stress in the body. and And I don't think that's good either.
0: That's a good point too. By, by limiting that, that causes more stress, which could just counteract the whole purpose of right. eating
1: well. I mean I'll be I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I have matcha green tea every single day and there is raw honey in it. I have a little bit of honey every single day first thing in the morning and let me tell you my brain absolutely loves it. Loves 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 it. So, you know, I and I think that's perfectly fine. The brain loves green tea. It's a great antioxidant. I personally drink matcha tea I, uh, you want to make sure it's from Japan. I use an organic source. I might need to get your
0: source. Cause I love matcha. <laughs>
1: I love matcha. Well, I do. I did find one that I do love and I don't know honestly how, you know, perfectly clean it is, but it's called matcha love. I just love the way it tastes. It's not overly strong. It is organic. It's from Japan. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. And then the way I make my matcha tea, it's super simple. I make a cup for myself and my husband. So I'll do one cup of water and one cup of like some kind of nut milk. I like almond milk unsweetened. I'll heat that up and I'll put my teaspoon of matcha in. And and then I'll put like a teaspoon of uh, raw honey and I'll mix that up. And I have my green tea every morning and it's so delicious. And literally, it makes my brain just like,
0: (laughs) wake up. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, I got super into matcha last year. Okay, (laughs) I would make it. Yeah, I'd make myself a little matcha latte every day at home. And I can't like unless I'm at an organic. Like, uh, I tried to get a Starbucks matcha. The worst thing I've ever had in my entire life. Awful. Like you, they're so bad. And they call it matcha, but that's not matcha. I don't know what it is, but it's not. Well,
1: and 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 the sweetener they use. Believe me, it's not natural yes yeah. weird
0: so only if I'm at like an organic coffee shop that you know it's gonna be good right will I even order a matcha otherwise I just go with hot tea <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too I'm the same way completely oh man I, I'm now I'm craving matcha tea even though I just had one like a couple hours ago <laughs> um let's see let's see oh you want to eat nuts and seeds, right? especially like walnuts, flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds. all that's great. You can add them to smoothies. you can add them to you know, oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
0: chia seed smoothies like my favorite thing in the whole world. Like so good. A frozen bananas, some non-dairy milk and chia seeds and mm-hmm. yeah, love it.
1: <laughs> so fruit, fruit is great for you. I know when I was recovering from my brain injury, I was craving oranges like crazy, and I ate them. And I'm eating them like crazy now during the flu and cold and coronavirus season. I just, I love fruit. Yes, you should be mindful. If you have blood sugar issues, you want to focus more on like the berries. They don't spike your sugar as much, Yeah, your sugar levels. Um, but I mean, especially if you have kids, let your kids eat as much fruit as they want beef is great, which this was so interesting to me. So I know we're not talking about brain injury, but brain health, but this is, I thought this was interesting.
0: Brain injury is relevant.
1: Okay. So I went through a period where I was just craving beef like crazy. I mean, and all I, I just wanted beef for like two weeks and I was like, what is going on? And I knew that there was, there's iron in beef. And I was like, okay, well, I probably just need the iron. But what I discovered is that when your brain is rewiring, and by the way, our brains are growing and learning. We're learning all the time. So especially if you're a kid or you're pregnant or going through the menopausal phase, um, it's important to have iron. And when you are rewiring these neurons in your brain, in order for what's called the myelin sheath, it's this fatty, wrapping that happens around the nerve like fibers, once you learn how to do something, for example, let's say you're learning how to pick up a pen and lift it up and put that pen down, right? Let's say you didn't have that neural pathway, but by practicing that, you are growing that neural pathway. And then when your brain goes, yep, I got this, it wraps that myelin sheath around it and seals the deal. And then it becomes so instinctive. You don't even have to think about how to do it, Right. So when that myelin sheath is wrapping around, it needs iron in order to create that. Isn't that fascinating?
0: Wow. Yeah. I've never heard it explained that way. I was a vegetarian before my brain injury happened for a number of years. And I started eating meat again, probably um, five years after my brain injury. And I started to notice a lot more improvements, but I had gotten anemic. I was anemic for a number of years and I know that didn't help my brain recover. So a lot of, I think, my long recoveries had to do with my re-injuries and things like that. Things you just don't think about. Like, I was, I didn't eat any meat or seafood. Wow. And I didn't realize what I, the nutrients that I was really missing. I mean, I still thought I was getting protein or whatever. I was right. trying to take supplements. But honestly, I know there's, there's different schools of thought out there when it comes to, like, being vegan and stuff. I wasn't vegan, but... I was almost there. Well, you're trying to be healthy. And what happened for me is I started craving, of course, this isn't wasn't beef. I started craving fried chicken. OK, <laughs> <laughs> so like I'd wake up every morning thinking about fried chicken. I'd have dreams about fried chicken. And I realized like I was just craving chicken. Like I was craving like meat because I and I hadn't eaten it in seven years and it came out of nowhere. But you know what?
1: that is like you were craving the protein but you were also craving fat what's in fried chicken it's fried in fat. that's true right so that your brain was in- I
0: was eating too many salads <laughs> <laughs> salads are good for you though darn it yeah um yeah no I know they're good for you I just yeah, yeah no I never thought about that as having craving the fat too yeah right I mean, the body is incredible. Like
1: it, I always tell people that it literally talks to you. It it tells you what it needs. If you're, if you become aware of your body and you listen, it's pretty, your intuition is pretty spot on with what you need for food wise or dealing with things in your life. But most of us, that's a, that's a whole nother topic, but we usually, you know, stop listening to that intuitive body talk. But anyways, I'll focus back on nutrition. So eating whole eggs is great because there's a nutrient in there called choline that your brain needs in order to help build those neurotransmitters and fire better. One thing people don't eat enough of is like your cauliflower, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts. Here's my thought. And I don't, reach this every day, but it's a goal that I have is I go for about three fistfuls a day, if I can. So I put my vegetables in like, you know, every meal snack that I, that I have for the most part, I try, I'm not perfect, but I'll like, like make big soups, vegetable soups, and I'll have those as snacks. And, you know, it's one way I get a lot of vegetables in. I also go for like three handfuls of dark leafy greens every day or you know in general you want to go for three fistfuls of vegetables like eat a rainbow I know that's a lot but you can mix the cauliflower and the greens and all that and you know be mindful of that think about three fistfuls three to nine fistfuls of all this yumminess a day Super, super important. And most people don't eat enough vegetables, unlike you. That's what you were focusing on. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get better, but I mean, when I was a vegetarian, I I would eat beans as my protein source. I'd eat salads. I'd eat I wouldn't always eat like super healthy, but I didn't eat any meat. So often that was my only Go to right,
1: and beans are great for you. I, I'm, I'm. We have a lot of beans and lentils in our diet as well. Avocados are important to eat. Bone broth is really great. Uh, there's a thing called glycine in it that your brain also needs to function well.
0: When you were talking about like your body tells you what it needs, I noticed that I've started craving vegetables. I never craved vegetables. And I would start being like, I really just want some Brussels sprouts. It sounds so good to me right now. Like, all I want is Brussels sprouts. And we, I had Brussels sprouts at dinner last night. And yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking about Brussels sprouts because they were so good. <laughs> um, just, you know, roasted with olive oil. And um, if you would have talked to me as a teenager, I would be like, you were crazy. Like, why would you want Brussels sprouts? Right. And I get that. But I love how I feel. When I eat them and that's what's changed a lot for me is paying attention to my body and going in my brain, too. Okay, like I've always had a really big sweet tooth in college when I was younger and everything, but I never really understood how it affected my brain until recently. Right. I like the taste, but I hate how my brain feels after I have a whole bunch of sugar like my brain feels awful. I get, I've started to notice I get headaches Mm. after I have something that has a lot of sugar. I never recognized that pattern before until I've gone a long period of time without a lot of processed sugar. Right. Of course, like you said, raw honey and uh, fruit and, you know, um, having some stuff without like heavy, heavy amounts of added sugar. Only when I decrease that did I start to realize, wait a minute, whenever I have this, I get a migraine the next day. Wow. that's awful. Like if I have ice cream or something the day before. Now my birthday is this Sunday. So uh, my mom is going to make me a birthday cake. Enjoy. (laughs) But, you know, like that's okay. But I just, I have to know I'm going to have a headache after. Right. And it's something you just have to learn to recognize. But your body, I realized the more that I started to give my body and give my brain the foods give myself like green smoothies I'd be I started making green smoothies every day Mm -hmm. the more I started to give myself these greens and give myself this type of food that it's not boring you can put so many spices on it like quinoa and like all these things that are anti-inflammatory or that are not inflammatory as soon as I started to do that I started to crave that more and more and more and like it gets to the point where I don't want the other stuff
1: right Yes. And that's what happens. Your taste buds change. Like our brain works on a reward system, right? And that's one of the things about sugar. Like we get an instant reward. And actually, there's certain areas in the brain, these neurotransmitter areas that are the same neurotransmitters that get, I like to say, lit up by sugar, heroin, and cocaine. They're the same that's, it's like, those are the hubs. So if you think about it, you're like, whoa, heroin, sugar, and cocaine, like they're all addicting. So, you know, once you start limiting that, like you'll start cr- craving it less. And like you said, it's all about body awareness. I always tell people like, how do you feel after you eat that? Just become mindful, not, you don't have to obsess over it, but like, you know, how is your gut? Are you more gassy? Do you have a headache? Are you more achy? Like, how's your mood? Do you have energy? Just become aware of how foods affect you. So, I mean, like me, I can't have dairy. I'm allergic to dairy. I mean, I have dairy. I sometimes break out in hives and I don't feel good and I have no energy.
0: Yeah, I don't have dairy either. I cut out dairy about a year and a half ago because of my digestive issues, Right. That was happening. I didn't I never linked it to dairy. I cut out dairy, things started to go better.
1: Well, what's interesting is when I was doing my research on um, brain recovery, and nutrition and stuff, all of the nutrition experts were saying to remove dairy and gluten. Mm-hmm. And so they were saying, you know, remove that for three months and then put it back into your diet one at a time and see how your body and brain react. So I mean, yeah. So dairy definitely doesn't work with my body or yours yeah. for that matter.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I've been working on the gluten as well. I haven't completely removed it, but I've significantly reduced and I feel so much better.
1: Yeah. I, I did like a, the elimination diet where I, you know, eliminated all the you know, like gluten and dairy and certain foods that can cause like a histamine effect in the body. And I take them all out and then I reintroduce them one by one and see how I feel. And gluten does not seem to bother me. So I do eat gluten, but I too have reduced it a lot. Like I don't have pasta all the time, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some other things to be mindful about, you know, in order to have a healthy brain is stress right? Stress, stress, stress. So limit your stress. Listen to Gregorian chant music or spa music while you're working. Do yoga, meditation, all those things that you hear about. It's really, really, really important. And also a lot of stress that we put on ourselves is thinking about the future, the what-ifs. Try to stay in the moment, learn mindfulness, and that'll help a lot. And be in nature. Nature is key to help de-stressing yourself. Um, Another thing is sleep. The brain needs sleep. What's really cool is when we sleep, the cerebral fluid builds up in the brain and it acts like a washing machine and it takes out all of the junk out of the brain and flushes it out. And that's one of the reasons we need to sleep. So make sleep a priority. If you're having issues with sleep, talk with a doctor. You can take melatonin or there are certain things, you know, natural Remedies that you can do to help get sleep, but that's super super important. Your community, community is super help you know important for brain health. You want to have people that are supportive and loving in your life, and vice versa. You want to support and love other people. So see your friends. I know right now with the coronavirus, we're doing social dis- distancing, but you know, ca- reach out, call friends you know, reach out and talk to your family, do FaceTime, whatever it is. But our community is really important when it comes to brain health. If you're in toxic relationships, that's going to affect your brain. Again, because your stress levels rise, you're probably not sleeping really well and your diet's probably not so good. Everything has a cumulative effect. And your environment. You want to try to have an environment as toxic-free as possible. Listen, again, you can go crazy with that but you want to be mindful. What are your cleaning products? You know, you can choose um, less toxic products versus the products that have been shown not to be as healthy for your brain and body.
0: Yeah. And I completely agree on that. We actually, episode number three, I interviewed uh, a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, Ashley, Ashley, and she shared her journey of healing from Lyme disease and how eliminating all of her, Personal care products and toxins and changing her food really changed everything for her. And so if you guys are interested in more about eliminating toxins and nutrition from that standpoint, make sure to go back and listen to episode number three.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I'm telling you to go listen to it. The more you <laughs> look about this stuff, the better, right? We're in control of our health. It's up to us. So any information that you can learn. I, I'm, I'm a proponent of, so go listen to episode three for sure. There's also a thing called the Environmental Working Group that lists products in terms of their toxicity, in terms of cleaning products, beauty products. I mean, all that's my go-to. So if I'm looking into buying a new product, I'll go onto the Environmental Working Group's website. I'll look up that product and see what rating they they get. So, I mean, those are kind of the key things in terms of brain health, your diet, you know, your stress, your sleep, your community, your environment. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's basically it. We're we're complex human beings. (laughs) We have a spirit. We have a mind. We have a body. So you want to just really be mindful and loving to all three parts of yourself and really nourish all three areas if you can.
0: So that's my my speech in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you so much for sharing all of these tips. I'm sure everyone has something to take away, whether it's from the nutrition, the sleep, stress, you know, all these things that we know. But really thinking about, I like the way that you explained how it actually physically affects your brain and what it physically does to your brain. Because often we know, okay, stress affects your brain. Sure. Right. But- knowing like well physically actually or physically this nutrient is going to help in this way. Yeah. That is one of those things that when you know your why, it really helps you with the what. If I know my why, why am I not eating sugar? Why am I choosing healthier options? Yeah. Well, because my brain's going to heal better and not just because it's going to heal better. Here's how, because sugar is extremely addicting and it can hinder your healing. Okay. Well, that's going to really help me with my motivation.
1: Right. Right. And, and, you know, recovering from my brain injury, it's like, I tested certain nutrients and like, I know there's a placebo effect and stuff, but I tested those placebo effects with myself. And I really realized like, Whoa, this specific nutrient, like, Oh my gosh. Like that really made a difference like I can think clearer I have more energy so that was really interesting to observe I actually really um used myself as a guinea pig (laughs) because I've been teaching all these things for so long and all of a sudden here I am really needing it and I really tried them out and was like okay there really truly is something to this this is real this helps so Yeah, I'm a big proponent in in having a healthy brain. It's super important.
0: Yes. So healthy brains for everyone. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope that was helpful. Thanks for tuning in to this special Reflections episode on brain health would love to hear what you have to share on this topic. Make sure to stay connected with us on social media. It's at Declaration Life, Instagram, Facebook, website, com slash Declaration Life. I'd love to know if you have anything else to share about this or questions or comments or really anything. I'd love to stay connected with you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.